Hello and welcome to another episode of Cantrips and Cocktails. My name is Brandon, the host and dungeon master of this D&D adventure. Oh boy, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Anyways, before we dive in, let's go ahead and have my two players introduce themselves. To my right, we have... I'm Ben. I play Kane. And... I'm Liz and I play Des. Yeah, guest, a guest player. Um, all right, so before we start playing D&D, uh, we'll talk about the drink. Um, that my wife doesn't drink bourbon, so she's not drinking it. So Ben and I will be. Uh, yeah. Ben, this is Willet Bourbon. Um, I got it as a gift from my brother's girlfriend's dad. <laughs> and I opened it for the first time last night, and it's pretty good. It's All really right. smooth. So, um, yeah, no cocktail, just a straight bourbon because it's worth drinking like that. So cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Yeah, it's. I like it. Ooh. I have not done any research on it at all. That's nutty. I just really liked it. That was pretty good. That's got a pretty strong nut taste to it. Yeah, it does. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and, the yeah. bo- and the bottle was fancy, too. Yeah, fancy <laughs> bottle. Look like, like a fancy genie bottle or something. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's our, that's our drink for the evening. Um, yeah, okay, Liz, you can tell everyone what you're drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking really... red wine. <laughs> that's, okay. that's what I'm drinking. Do you want to give a vineyard? It's, or? it's called Educated Guests is the brand name, and it's a Cab Sav, and... I took a taste of the bourbon, and I'm still not a bourbon person. So well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. All right. She is the embodiment of our audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've heard from them that we drink a lot of whiskey and bourbon, and it's like, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do. Yeah, we do. Here you go, dear readers. Uh, a lovely red wine. Readers, dear readers. Readers, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess now we have to make a transcript of every episode. Oh, I'm not doing that. Be miserable. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, let's dive in and play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! So, the last time the two of you joined me at the table. It was the aftermath of the battle in Port Mara. And Kane, you have been taken to essentially a work camp, more like a work mine within the Optivist Society. You were ordered there by the high priest of the Optivist oligarchy, which is known as the voice of the, oh my gosh, I forgot the name. The voice of the Valiant is his kind of title. Um, mm-hmm. he, when you become, when you gain this title, you no longer have your original name. It's more like you become the office sort of thing. So even like his previous name is kind of stripped from history, mm-hmm. but you were sent there. Um, three weeks have passed in your time here. Yep. Um, grueling work. So you essentially sleep in a, the way that this operation works is when you're first brought to the mine, it looked like you were just kind of on a plane. There were some rock outcroppings that a forest, not too far away. But the the mine itself is basically like in a recessed quarry almost. Mm-hmm. So um, where you stay, where you're you're kept, is essentially just a hollowed out cavern, and that's where you sleep with many of the other prisoners. You would estimate, probably in all here, there's 150 prisoners working here in the mine. Of those, you've seen maybe a total of 30 guards working at different times of the day. Your daily routine has become waking up before dawn 
eating a meal of albeit kind of like not really warm porridge, like kind of cooled off a little bit porridge. And then you guys are sent down into the dark depths of the mine to pluck out and mine moshnosium crystals with your hands. You do this grueling work for 12 to 14 hours a day. You have a lunch break. You're brought back up in time to eat an evening meal. And then you're locked back in these kind of cell-like caverns. And then you go to sleep and you do it all again the next day. In this time, you have noticed um, walking around the mines, around the camp, um, is the white dragonborn female who was responsible for bringing you here to Optivus. You also notice it based on her uniform and her insignia. She's no longer a lieutenant. She's now a captain. Kane, we'll come back to you in a moment. Currently, though, Kane, you are down in the pits. I call them pits, but you're down in the mines in the dark. Um, closest light source to you is just the guards holding their various torches. Um, so very dim light. And you are currently working in a line with a crew of about 15 other prisoners in one section of the mine. Okay, and then just a point of order. Yeah. I'm assuming I've gotten a long rest at some point. Absolutely, okay. have, yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you're just going to be mean and just no, have no, me no. stay. No, yes. Beat you, to hell. yes. Give yourself a long rest. <laughs> you, you have had a long rest. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but now we're going to switch over to our guest, Des, my lovely wife, Elizabeth. Following the sentence of Cain Hidescale by the voice of the Valiant and him being sent to labor mines, following that. Destus Wesselaris became a captain in the Righteous Claw. Following your promotion, you have been assigned to a six-month stint working as an administrator at the mines. You report directly to the warden of the mine, which is a black dragonborn priest with the title of Parson Gorman Fizrek. You can just put Parson Fizrek if you want. Your tasks essentially, deaths, include um, keeping tally of prisoners in the morning and the evening, foreseeing that proper rations are being sent from the nearest town for the guards and for the prisoners. Um, basically, you're a direct liaison between the warden and the other righteous claw that are stationed here that are serving as like guards for the mines. Beyond that, you do some other administrative tasks. Really, it's the part of you that allows yourself to feel some sort of like self, whatever. Um, part of you that isn't selfless or doesn't try to be selfless feels a little uh, ch cheated. You feel like you've been put in kind of a, a desk job after you proved yourself on a pretty harrowing mission. But that's beyond the point. You have settled into your own routine in these three weeks your own morning, afternoon, and evening routines. Three weeks into this assignment, you are summoned to the warden's office. Do you go immediately, I'm assuming? It, this would be about mid midday or so. You're summoned about three weeks afterwards. I would finish whatever piece of paperwork I was working on and then go. Okay, so... Roughly 10 minutes after the summons comes, you, you get up um, and you actually work most of your days actually down in the pit area where the prisoners are. There's actually like a small like wooden shack there basically that you work out of during the day. And so you go up these ramps, basically out of this quarry pit type thing. 
um, pit type thing. It was quarry pit. Um, you follow this walkway up to a very small, modest building that serves as basically the guards' barracks as well as some other administrative offices. You enter, um, and you know your way to the warden's office. You've been there probably at this point like five or six times for various various needs. When you enter the small warden's office, you find the warden, Parson Fizrick, but he's accompanied and sitting comfortably across from your mentor and friend, Parson Ilrek Jingar, the silver dragonborn who you have a previous relationship with and kind of serves as your, your mentor and role model within the, the hierarchy and oligarchy of Optivus. And then what stands out to you most is that sitting with them as well is the old golden dragon porn that is the voice of the Valiant. They turn and they all look at you and the voice of the Valiant says, Ah, Captain, come join us. Then I guess I walk in and sit down? Sure, there's an open seat for you if you want to take a seat. Okay, I sit down. Okay. Uh, Des, roll a perception check. No, 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 let's make it insight. Roll an insight check for me. 14. 14. Um, with that roll, you notice <clears throat> Parson Fizrick, the warden, is wringing his hands. He seems... Not necessarily on edge for his own sake, but more of... And you've gotten to know the warden very well. He's very much a um, a man who believes that you must do things in the proper way. And so you get a sense that for the voice of the Valiant to have come to his labor mine, essentially, does not feel proper to him. He never expected to be hosting the high priest of the entire oligarchy of Optivus at his labor mine. So you'd think that he's probably on edge. Similarly, um, your mentor, Parson Jingar, is calm and relaxed, but with an air of uncertainty. That's what I, you get out of that, that role. Um, but your, your, your friend, Parson Jingar, does reach across and give you a pat on the shoulder. He says, oh, Des, it's so nice to see you. How are you? Keeping up with the paperwork. Yeah, have the last three weeks been comfortable for you here? I mean, it's more comfortable than, you know, sleeping outside on a rock while scouting out people, but it's definitely less fun. Oh, and at this point, the voice of the Valiant pipes up and says, I can imagine so. <laughs> and he, he kind of falls into a fit of coughs. Um, this is why I would want to point out, um, what the voice of the Valiant wears. Um, he has some ceremonial robes, but in his traditional day-to-day wear, he's a golden dragonborn, but he wears a brilliant white um, cassock with uh, platinum banding across the sleeves and um, bottom skirt. Is that what that's called? The base of the cassock, like priest robes? At the bottom of the priest robes, he has... <laughs> bottom of the robe stuff. Yeah, platinum band. So it's very simple, but very... Um, you notice this, very... Uh, fine quality of linen at the hem at the hem thank you that's what that word is it's the hem so at the cuffs and hem thank you anyways <laughs> yeah uh but the voice of valiant goes on to say <clears throat> i have uh, an assignment for you while you're spending your time here Des. i didn't uh, we didn't send you here just for um <laughs> <coughs> paperwork um uh 
You remember the, uh, the dragonborn that you procured for us back in Port Mara? Unfortunately. Yes, Kane Hydescale. Um, <clears throat> and this is when he uncovers a cloth that's been sitting on this kind of like coffee table in front of you. And you see there this stone disc. It's about six inches thick. Um, probably about two feet in diameter. And he says, this was on his person when we apprehended him. <clears throat> I would like for you to take this item and get Kane to uh, teach you how to use it. It's very important that we know. Uh, certainly, certainly, your holiness, sir. Um, I should point out to you, um, you might have heard me <clears throat> utter a slight lie when we first took the, uh, the barbarous dragonborn cane into custody. If you look here on the disc, my girl, and he points, and now you see these three geometric symbols that are etched into it. Um, not that they didn't stand out before, it's just you are more distracted that why would there be a giant stone disc on a coffee table? <laughs> and he points to one of them. And this one is kind of a, a rectangular shape to it overall. Um, if you want to see it, it's right there. And he, he points to that one. And, um, and he says, This is known as the Mark of the Devoted. If you remember, young Dessa, we, we discovered that Cain had this marking upon his forearm. At the time, I told Cain that it was a mark of Tiamat, and an agent of Tiamat. That was not entirely the truth. That is actually a symbol given to our great predecessors by Bahamut himself. I, well, how <clears throat> one... However, Zen, such as Cain Hydescale, came into its possession is beyond me. Only one worthy of serving Bahamut's true and powerful light should bear that mark or be able to use this device. And this is when he, he touches the stone um, disc. I guess what I'm proposing to you, Des, is we want you to learn how to use this item. And we would like you to supplant Cain as Bahamut's chosen to bear the mark of the devoted. How you do this is beyond us, but we think that the key is first unlocking the secrets of this stone disc. You will do us and all of Optivus a great service if you do. Is that all you require of me? Yes, and by any means necessary goes without saying. Perhaps this can be a bargaining chip for you. And you see from out of his robes, he pulls this two-inch, almost toy-looking great axe. And he sets it down. He goes, this is the dragonborn fugitives, or I should say <clears throat> captives, um, weapon of choice. How he makes it change in size is beyond us. But perhaps this can be a bargaining chip in your, your favor. Is it still... Because it's, meta, two, it's meta just game. two inches, two yeah, inches. Meta game, yeah, metagame, but is it still on its chain? It has like a small, it'd be tiny, but there's like a small like pendant 
attached to the tail of it. Okay. Okay. Then I just, I'll just pick it up and put it in my pocket. Okay. You're talking about on the axe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a small like chain on it. But when I say chain, it's not like like you would hook it to something. Like it, it truly is like a like a charm. Yeah, but it, like to no, scale. No, I was thinking like like necklace. No, no, no. It's like a okay. it's like a charm to scale with the axe. So it's like this tiny little thing hanging off. At that off point, this. it's like a dust particle, right? It, it's pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you had put it on a like a necklace chain or something, or if you no, just no, no. It, it just he puts it in his pocket when okay. he's, when he's cool. carrying it. Um. How heavy is this stone disc? Might I need help carrying it? Um, make a strength check. Oh, this is going to go so poorly. Uh, 14. 14. You can pick it up. I mean, it, you're not carrying anything else while you're, like, you're not, your your hands are full. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think carrying this thing for probably more than half an hour, you're going to be pretty winded. Mm-hmm. But down to where you know inmate 595 is, which is Kane's designation, you know that it probably take you about 12 minutes to get to where he is from here. How long would it take to get back to my office? Oh, uh, well, you'd pass your office on the way. Okay. So from here to your office is like a two-minute walk. Your, your office is situated right before that entrance down into the mines. And I'll, I'll explain what the entry looks like when you when you go there. But I want to ask Parson Jingar for help carrying the stone down to my office. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yes, absolutely. I'm happy to help. In any way I can, Des. Uh, would you like me to, to take it? You, we can each take a side and we'll just carry it down to and my And you see office. that he just picks it up with one hand. <laughs> and he, he, just to show off. I was a paladin back in the day. Just just showing off. Hey, you're fast and guile. Let me have this. And <laughs> Jingar then turns and goes, after you, my lady. And Jingar has always treated you like like as though you were, even though there's no royalty in Optimus, he always has called you Milady and things like that in your, your years growing up around him. Like you should. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So where would you like to go? To my office. As you go, uh, the voice of the Valiant will say behind you, Captain, Captain, don't delay anything. As soon as you uh, pull the Dragonborn out of the line, Begin to question him right then. Throw him off. Don't let him get time to think of any potential answers. If there's a, a place in the mines that you could potentially question him, that'd be excellent, I, I, I think. And you know that there, there's like little like break rooms for the guards that have like some candles and stuff that you would have enough light to see in if you wanted to approach it that way. Okay. Um, Just trying to lay out all your options all in front my of options. you. Yeah. All, all my options. Yeah. I just want to take the stone back to my office, and yeah. I assume I have, like, a little, like, sitting table. Yeah, it's, like, at best, like, a writing desk. Like, it's, you know, it's, like, a two-foot. It's about <laughs> it's about as wide as the disc is itself, so you could set it on top of it, but then that's about the space. Okay. Um. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll set it there for now. Okay. Just kind of looking at it. Um, make... Make a... Make a religion check while it's there in front of you. Are you going to take a moment or two to look at it in your office? Yeah, with with Jenger. Yeah, okay. Natural 20, total of 23. 23. As you run your hand over this stone, something in the back of your mind, it just, it brushes against your consciousness. And for this brief instant, around in the room around you, 
you're in this dark land. The soil is hot beneath your boots. In the distance are red clouds and fire erupts from the ground. And the air is hot, dry and acrid against your scales. But it's like you blink and then you're back where you are again. Parson Jingar. Y- yes, my dear. Do you know anything else about these marks? I can't say it's my area of study, but from what I have been privy to know, um, they are called the marks of the heralds. The signs of the heralds. Both terms used interchangeably. They're supposed to signify the start of the prophecy of union, when, as you know, three heroes would arrive in Optivus, or sorry, would arrive in Ubiquus to lead the Optivus to paradise. Beyond that, I know little except that this is, and he points to the, the symbol that was described to you, this is the symbol of the voted. The other two are known as the symbol of the Brightmoor and the symbol of the Eventide. Beyond that, little is known. Um, the high priests know more than that, but I'm just a lowly parson. Would I know the prophecy by heart? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You you also know, as many do, there's there's more detail to the prophecy the high priests know, but for the most part... The, you, the you, basic. You know the basic... The basic creed. Yeah. I don't like that it's shown up now. I don't think any of us do. Let alone on a Verzen dragonborn. That is most peculiar. I fear it's Tiamat's influence in the world. He wasn't traveling with other dragonborn. No, um, I believe your report said an elf and a, an older human woman. Is that correct? It's what she looked like, at least. Hmm. Well... Regardless, they're, they're no problem now. There's no way that they can make it here and rescue him. He hadn't even traveled with them long. I, I doubt they would even come for him. But if he bears one of the symbols, it stands to reason that they could bear the others. I suppose... They're traveling together. They have no ties. What keeps them together, other than... What, what, does, what do cutthroats and swords all want? Gold. I mean, they could have allied themselves for that reason. The likelihood that these three unworthy would bear the marks given to us by Bahamut is, well, startling, I guess. But you do, as always, you have wisdom, Des. This bears further investigation. And you can see you can see that Jingar hadn't really thought of this himself. Um, and now that you're saying it, he's kind of a little uneasy about the whole prospect. The old woman, she threw a fire elemental to protect them. One does not do that for just money. No, I. No, they. One does not. I suppose you're you're right on that count. I. Maybe they are more than just allied for monetary reasons. Can you get me a more complete copy of the prophecy? And maybe find out what happened to my team that got left behind? I, yes, I will do everything within my power to do that for you, Des. But for now, we have a prisoner to interrogate. 
and he hefts the stone. He goes, so let's go. The stone stays here. How will he show us how to use it? I appreciate your help, Jingar. But this is one thing I need to find out for myself. And he just, he goes, well, take it with you. And he holds it across to you. Whatever he tells you, we need as confirmation that it works. I'm going to try this my way. And he'll set it back down. He says, so be it. I'm going to show him out of my office. And okay. as he walks one way, I'm going to walk down into the mines a little bit deeper to find prisoner 595. All right. You walk a short way. Um, eventually you come across the, the line crew that the blue dragonborn Kane is positioned on. Um, Kane, you see Des out of the corner of your eye talking to a guard. Very quickly, two pairs of hands grab you by either arm and rip you out of line. And you're almost drug down, back down this cavern but not the way out of the mines. You round a corner, and you're all, and you walk, and you're drugged for a few moments, and then you're almost thrown into a room. You're then scooped up again, and you're shoved into an iron chair. Your arms are strapped down by your sides. You then hear a slam of a door, and as your senses come through, now that you're in this room that's well lit by fire and torchlight, across from you stands Captain Des. Is it lunchtime already? For one of us. Are we resorting to cannibalism now? This seems off-putting. Our version really dragonborn. I'll ignore that. What do you want? The two friends you had. Mm-hmm. How long have you been together? Uh, at this point it would be a couple months, not counting weird time dilations. Yeah, about three months at this point, I would think. Yeah. Just mercenaries looking for gold in exchange for services? And seeing things through to the end, yeah. What hadn't you finished yet? Well, we were protecting an archaeologist, and then uh, we had this trial that we had to go to, and archaeologists hadn't really found anything, but we were going to help him uh, come back once we were done with the trial. Did you find anything good with this archaeologist? Nothing really, just stone markings. Roll a deception check. Yep. Can I roll an insight? Sure. Or you can use your passive insight, either one you want to take. But you have to tell me right now before. Uh, I'm going to roll. Okay. I had an 18. 18? What was your 16. Day? Yeah, barely He did up. a good job kind of dodging the question, but you can tell there's more to that statement about the archaeologist than, than what he's stating. I've seen some interesting things too lately. Is there like a table between us? Or like a small table somewhere? Uh, there's one up against a nearby wall. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of out in the center of the room, and there's like there's like a, sh- a shelf, a table, another chair up against the walls. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull the chair Okay. so I'm facing him uh, So you've sit down. Seen, you've seen some interesting things, too, like uh, getting punished for the same car- crime twice. Is that is that normal these days? I'm going to pull the axe out of my pocket. 
Okay. You see that she's holding your great axe with the charm on it. Oh, so we keep trophies now, too. I've always kept trophies. Little souvenirs. Everybody does when they travel. Hmm. It's a nice little pendant, that's for sure. I don't think it's just a pendant. Well, I would love for you to prove me wrong. I'm going to put it back. There was also something else that came in with you. Full of stone markings. Oh yeah, the rock. It's a pretty damn big rock. I mean, you and I both can see bigger rocks around us at all times in this place. I mean, it's not that big of a rock. That is a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) So, no roll required. (laughs) It's a rock. He's not lying. (laughs) What, what, What are you wanting with the rock? Do you know what the markings mean? I can barely read our own language. That's true. <laughs> and you're wanting me to decipher ancient texts on a rock. Roll a deception check at advantage. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because I need you, your, your lie is hidden in truth in a way. You can just roll an insight check. Des. Oh, 10. 16. 10. So 16. close to natural 20. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. close. It, it just tipped. All right, so yeah, as far as you know, he's telling the truth that he doesn't know what those markings mean. I mean, I know that whenever we found that, I got a nice little new marking, which apparently is not what I thought in the first place anyways, according to your priests. So you probably know way more about this than I do. Okay, I'm going to open the door and go back to talk to his line guard. Mm-hmm. No food. And he's to report oh. to me oh. after his shift is complete. Are we allowed to do that? I'm I just going to stare him down. I mean, yes, Captain. Sorry. sorry. Wasn't, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No food. No food for 595. Five. You got it? While this is going on, mm-hmm. can I try to just wiggle the restraints that are on my wrists? Yeah, you're trying to use strength or... Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, make a uh, strength check at disadvantage. Can I rage to do it? Yeah, you bet you can. <laughs> Yeah, Do you mark off that one rage for the yeah. day? Yes, yes, sir. McDative. And uh, are we doing saving throw or just, uh, just straight? Just a straight check. 15. You hear a... And your right arm is now looser. You're not free, but it's loose. You've bent that, like the raw iron. You were able to bend it slightly. Okay. And once I get that confirmation, I just kind of less forcefully but keep just like wiggling it back and forth uh keeping an ear out for footsteps okay uh just make oh, what i want to call this just roll a d20 and i'm, I'm using whatever number you roll is going to be gauged on how much work you have on weakening that bonding of the welding over in whatever time you have so just just roll a d20 for me 17 okay noted all right put him back on the line Two guards come in and go to unhook you. Um, you feel like you were just on the cusp of getting that right arm free when they unhook you. Of course. Um, so and what's they, for lunch, boys? Nothing for you, mate. Sorry. Yeah, she said you can't have any food, dude. 
and honestly starving is better than the food you guys are making anyway so this is fine and you're shoved back down um as you to turn to leave des uh the guard that you talked before goes uh captain uh do you do you want him like up there in your office you want to come back down here wait where do you want him to my office soldier didn't realize that was a hard thing for you to understand yes ma'am sorry man (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Righto. And he turns and he turns his whip and just cracks over dragon and goes, Back to work! Okay. After this, I'm going to go to the kitchens and say that I'm having a guest and have okay. them cook two of my dinner. Okay. And bring it up. Kane. Several more hours pass. The rest of the prisoners on your line are fed cold, basically cold cut sandwiches for lunch. You are kept digging that tracks the end of the end of the workday comes you're escorted back out as everyone else is led toward their cells you are directed toward the small office shed here in the base of the quarry you're pushed inside and captain des awaits you what does he find inside des he finds a small desk with the rock on top of it as well as two plates of food the Rock's a good movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it is. This is true. A copy of The Rock. <laughs> Just, have you seen this? Sean Connery's amazing. <laughs> or or is it Dwayne The Rock Johnson's greatest hit? No. Yes. No, no because it's all is, Scorpion King. Yeah. <laughs> it's two copies. It's The Rock and Scorpion King. All right. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Two Sorry, paths diverged a, in a wood. That was a tangent. And we took the <laughs> one less traveled really by. Was, really was. <laughs> All right. I described. I described it. So. Uh, okay. I, I. I mean, I'm here. What do you? Yeah. What do you want? What? What? Can I just go to sleep? I'm sure you're hungry. I mean, always. Sit. Eat. I sit down and I would very much like to take a hard look at the food. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make make a medicine check. Because this all seems to see sketch. if it's poisoned. <laughs> Ooh, that's a solid five. Looks like a great meal of roast mutton. Kind of push it across the table. Like, what, 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 what are we getting at here? You haven't eaten all day. Your, your point what's the what's the end game here i'll take a bite of his potatoes okay and cut off a slice of his mutton mm-hmm. and eat it and push it back towards him i'm full thank you and i push it back <laughs> the only time you will get to eat in the near future is with me until you tell me what this stone is and how you came by it well why didn't you just ask where i got it earlier you never asked there's too many ears down there. Well, if you truly must know, we found it on our trail traveling back to Port Mara. And strangely enough, there's apparently a dragon that lives in the uh, the mountains around there. I can't remember what color it was. I think it was copper. I believe it was copper. It was yeah. copper or bronze. Yeah, there's a, met- there a metallic dragon that lives close to the... Uh, 
mountains there, and after it flew past us on our cart, we kind of just found it on one of the mountain trails. I took it as a sign from Bahamut. Hence why I was the one that was handed to it. Because, you know, dragons and... They really don't understand our religion, but... Roll a deception check, Kane. But I did see a dragon. <laughs> I'm using your passive. <laughs> 18. 18. Oh, man, good roll. Uh, Des, nothing in his story jumps out as blatantly false. You know that dragons live in all regions of Ubiquitous. Put your hand on the stone. Okay. Just put my hand on the stone. The glyphs start to glow a faint reddish color. Yeah, it likes to light up whenever people touch it. Did your other friends touch it? Yeah. Did it glow when they did? Well, we all kind of touched it at the same time, so I don't know if it was because of me, and it's like just dragon stuff, or if it would have gotten the same reaction if they touched it individually. I'm genuinely not sure. I mean, I lift my hand off and I go, you touch it. I already have. So it glowed for you too, yeah? You've traveled a far distance mm-hmm. as a version. No home, no family. Debatable. Have you ever seen a place where the fire comes out of this out of the earth? In person, no. In dreams. In passing. With red clouds. And lots of red lightning. Yeah. That's what I saw. Did you also see the nice, uh, not-so-scary clouds to the other other direction? Or were you too blinded to turn around? I wasn't given a chance to turn around. Hmm. Maybe that's why it glows for me and not for you. Oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I <can't>. Boy. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> What was there on the plains for you? Something akin to fear and change. Things I haven't felt in a long, long time. That's what being an optimist does to the people around here. You get so complacent in being on top of the world that change scares you. Whereas, once you've had that stripped away from you, you get a new outlook on life. You say I have no home. I have a farm here. I have a family here. I haven't seen them in over a decade. So despite what you say is being of a different kind, I'm the same as you. Born the same as you. I just made mistakes. As I'm sure you have as well. But you had your family to protect you. I didn't. I'm going to gather him up and start leading him back. And get like, Start like saying, like, hey, he's leaving, just to tell him. We were not born the same. I had no family to protect me. As you stand up and say this to him before you open the door, I need both of you to roll a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. 
That's Let's really mean to one of us and really, really mean to another one of us. Actually, my dex isn't terrible. No, no, man, you leveled up to level four. Yeah, but then I got a natural one. Oh, that's rough. But... <laughs> God. Oh, man. Ooh, the first one better. was a 19 and the second one was a five <laughs> for a total of eight. Should we have the Kay. same saving throw? Yeah. You both fail. <clears throat> and... Oh. Oh no! <laughs> and you both take seventeen points of fire damage as the small shack office around you explodes in fire. Oh, who just fireballed us? <laughs> you hear shouts as you both land, and you begin to push yourselves up. You hear shouts coming from the other guards' desks. It's Ayuras! The Ayuras terrorists are here. They're releasing the prisoners. Stop them! You see Dragonborn, clad in all black, running, armed with swords, spears, bows, hundreds of them, attacking the mine. They have one unifying thing. Upon their chest is a singular dragon eye in gold. Oh, balls. Death's you know that you guys have been having issues with the unmentionable Iuris Society conducting raids. Never before has Iuris been found this far deep into Optivus. Quickly, in an instant, Parson Jingar is at your side and he's holding the stone and he shows your hand. He goes, go take him. Go into the mines. I'll hold them off. And you see he pulls out a great sword that he has at his side. He goes, go now, Des. Okay. And he, he turns and he runs toward one of the dragonborn that's running up. And he just cleaves this dragonborn clad in black in two. And he just turns back and goes, go now. So I, I take the stone and I start trying to, like, grab him by the collar. And let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> if you want to travel faster, hand me the stone. Teach me how to open the battle axe. Also hand me the axe, and I can solve that for you real easy. Ben, an arrow goes flying over Kane's head, and you duck instinctually as a, a dragonborn up on the edge of the quarry is firing longbow arrow after longbow arrow now at you and Des. Screw it. I don't have time. I slap the, uh, the stone, mm-hmm. and uh, I use one of the herald's calls to uh, let's see, do the eventide's cloaking and cast it on Des. Okay. Go ahead and tell her what the Eventide's cloaking does. So you get a nice little uh, veil of shimmering uh, power come over you. Uh, and yeah, for the next minute, you have a plus one to your AC, and you have advantage on wisdom and charisma saving throws. Mm-hmm. And as it happens, you see, you're, you're first, like, you tense up, Des, as this amber light envelops your body and almost seems to sink in and infuse in your scales. But you feel sturdier, hardier, more sure of yourself. Take the stone. We got to get out of here now. Slap it on my back. I assuming it still has kind of the leather yeah. strap we attached yeah. to it. Yeah, it would. Clip, clip it, and I mm-hmm. we start booking it. Okay. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm also while we're booking it, I'm holding out my hand for my axe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just running with my hand sticking out. Yeah. Sure. The axe is the only thing that keeps you with me. I also don't know my way around here, and I'm not about to fight through about twenty people. Uh, Des, what's your armor class? Uh, 16 now. Okay. 
um, an arrow hits you in the shoulder just barely. You take three piercing damage from it. Woo! <laughs> Big stuff over here. As you all, this is now, that's like right before you all enter the cave, the cavern entrance for the mines. Um, as you race through, you you start running in. Um, there's no light. You guys don't have dark vision, so it's hard to see unless you guys want to grab a torch and light it as you run. Mm-hmm. It's dark, and you hear pursuit behind you. I'm going to f- flip him his axe and okay. grab a torch from the entrance as we go by. All right. Give me All a... Right. I'm going to stop for a second and just say, keep going. Go to the next curve. I'll be right there. Okay. I'm going to pull out my darts and okay. kind of support him from behind the curve. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably about 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, I use the last uh, thing on... The, uh, the final charge of the... Uh, the diviner to yeah. cast uh, the devoted shatter against the wall. And as it does, uh, Des, as you're peering around the side you see this red lightning, almost similar to what you saw in your vision, just bursts out from where Cain stands. And you see, it, it gives you just a brief flash of light, and you see four of these dark-clad dragonborn get hit by this pulsing wave that emanates from it, roll damage on it. Oh, right. I forget that that's a part of it. Wow. Wow. All four of them fail. Total of 24. Total 24. You see all but one of them fall to the ground. The other one's like stumbling. He gets up. He's like, <clears throat> and he, he tries to keep pursuing. Um, darts. Okay. Darts Go for ahead. days. Go ahead and roll an attack with your dart. 16. Hit. That hits. Roll the damage. It's 1d4. Five damage. Five damage. He falls to the ground. Um, but you hear more coming in the entrance. You guys are probably not about 100 feet in. You hear more echoing coming down of pursuit. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, Des, right. I'm assuming you would lead the way. Yeah. I feel like I'd right. learned these mines in the last yeah. three uh, weeks. Let's make say a, that didn't make work the way I was hoping, but it definitely worked out. <laughs> make a survival check. <laughs> I was say, can I assist since I've been living in these mines for the past sure, three yeah, weeks? Sure. You can make that. You can make that roll at advantage. <laughs> 11. 11. Exact same roll um, each time. You run a little further and then you, you get slightly turned around and then you're like, no. We need to go right. And you turn right, and both of your feet fall out from beneath you as the ground gives way and crumbles, and you fall. Then you hit something hard, and you begin to slide. And you hit something else hard, and you slide. And you you suddenly reorient yourself. Your torch is out. But you realize you're sliding down a series of steep angled tunnels and shoots deeper into the earth. Finally, you crash with a resounding crunch. And there's sharp things poking into your scales and into your side. You're in complete darkness. What would you like to do? Will you tell me if my thought on where we are is correct? DM? I, I don't know. I think that this is where we toss the dead. And the sharp things are bones. They could be bones. I have a torch. So okay. I guess I could, I could light a torch. Yeah, you light it. And you see the remains of dozens of different beings their bones scattered here on this rocky surface called it totally bones <laughs> totally bones i'm assuming there's a trash exit from here these bones are starting to look pretty clean so something's been gnawing on them oh you guys don't have a contingency to just scoop them out after a while 
Do I see a doorway anywhere around now that she's lit Des, the torch? There's no pit that you guys throw bodies down. That doesn't exist. I, yeah, that's not a thing here. Yeah, but still, I like, called bones. Yeah. It's still you, you bury the dead. You don't throw them in a pit. Still, they're clean. An animal could have eaten them off of them. I'm not saying yes. that we yeah. threw them down the pit. I'm just saying yeah, I called I it its bones. Yeah, I don't know that, though. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah. Ah. You're arguing with him whenever I'm going, yeah. hey, why do you do this? Because <laughs> I like to torture you mentally. That's why. Um, no, something, something's been eating on these. We need to find its cave. Does it all seem to be like possibly smaller wildlife that maybe might not be as threatening to see dead? <laughs> Make a perception check. <laughs> oh, joy, a five. Retire that dice. You see one huge skull um, that has a beak on it sitting in one corner. Um, you see some bones that look eerily similar to what dragonborn remains may be. Um, and then you see a scattering of different bones of different sizes. Yeah, I'd like to get moving. Yeah, let's get, quickly, out, of this, get out of this pit. This is not fun. Okay. And at that point, I mutter under my breath, the small, small. <laughs> yeah, make my axe big again. That's how you do it. And yeah, uh, is there, from her torchlight, is there any... Make a perception check for that. I'll help. Can I help? Yeah, sure. You can make an advantage if you want, Kane. 14. There seems to be some shadows on the torchlight where maybe if you went around like this this curve in the rock or something, there might be an entrance. What you see are these horrible, primitive, almost cave-like drawings on the ceiling above you, kind of around the, the hole that you fell through out of mm-hmm. a chute. Very primitive. Looks like they might be made in dried blood. You see a large being that almost has like these scythe-like hooks for arms with a beak. And you see these three other smaller lizard-like creatures around it. Oh, in the drawing. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. In the drawing, you <laughs> see, like, okay. you see these same three lizard-like creatures again, attacking what might be a dragonborn in another drawing. Oh dear. Uh, in my travels, would any of the drawings of the larger, creature seem familiar uh make a nature check would these remind me of the three sea creature thingies that attacked me on my travel between they look like they would be larger okay 18 18 not larger i'm sorry but no no similarity okay no similarity 18 Mm -hmm. yeah you definitely think that that larger thing with the scythe like arms and the beak is uh, a creature the underdark that is horrifying and vicious, known as a hook horror. That's that's not the thing with the skull that's right there, is it? That looks like it could be a hook horror skull. Sure. Yeah, that large skull with the beak. So, so that they've taken down at least one. One of the drawings is correct. Yeah, I'd rather not stick around to find out. Let's, let's get out. Let's, let's, let's get go. Out. Yep. Let's get out. Okay, so you guys just want to make a general investigation on how to get out of this area? Yes, sir. Okay, as you work walk, it's really difficult to move. And here, you guys are kind of like like step through this like these piles of bones to get around. So go ahead and make an investigation check to see if you guys can kind of now investigating around find a way out. Get twelve for me. 
12 okay not oh no nope sorry wrong 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 line 19 19 Des, you look peer around one of the bins in this this rock cavern and you see that it goes into like a small passageway and you turn back to tell kane and as she does kane you're looking over where she is you see this hooked white clawed hand reach out right next to Des's head and then Des, you hear a I need you guys to roll for initiative. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. What We're you now see fully appearing out of their ability to camouflage with chameleon skin really well. You see these three lizard-like humanoids, sh- slightly shorter than a dragonborn, not scaled like a dragonborn, but they're still kind of lizard-like, um, white with some like red tipping, almost like they're out bino in a way um anyone who wants either of you can make a nature check to see if you can identify what these creatures are five okay i tried to go back to that one it did not do great so yes five five. told you to retire that one they all were not doing great what about you des do you want to try and identify sure non-natural 20 okay these are denizens of the underdark known as troglodytes (laughs) all right they're Des, you know them. They're vicious, carnivorous, um, horrible monsters that will pretty much eat anything. Kane, what was your initiative roll? Uh, it was 12. And Des? Nine. Kane, you're first. So there's the one right in front of Des. Then from, I'll say that you're standing in the center of the cavern. Mm-hmm. There would be one about 10 feet to your right. Des is going to be. 15 feet straight ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is kind of back over your left shoulder, about 20 feet. And you said there's one behind me? Right in front of you. Well, yeah, if you turn back to, to Kane, I'm saying that you turn back fully because you're not getting a surprise run on you. I was just doing it for, like, narrative flavor. But there is one right in front of you now, Des. Okay. So, Kane, what would you like to do? Uh, Go for the troglodyte to my right. Okay. Uh, and swing at it with my great axe. Yeah, man. Go for it. 11. 11. Just hits. <laughs> oh, no. Thank God. Oh, that makes me worried about how many hit points they have, though. <laughs> Shit, I forgot to rage. Uh, <laughs> Too late now. Yeah. 12 points of slashing damage, and I'm going to throw a Divine Fury into it. Okay. Which I don't think I have to be... No, I have to be raging. Okay, so just 12 slashing then, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you hit it and you, you open this huge gash in his chest and it starts like clawing at its chest like it's trying to reseal the wound. And it's like... Bonus action before I get smacked. Rage. rage. All right, noted. All right, so yeah, Kane, you kind of... you Des, you're kind of... In all this chaos, you do look over and you see Kane run up, swing, and you see he takes his own hand, clawed hand and where that V is on his shoulder... You see he rakes his claw across it, and the V begins to bleed again as he enters a rage. Des, your turn. Okay. Am I able to move around the one that's in front of me? You can move side to side. He's kind of blocking the entry in, so you can't get around him. Um, But I do need you to make a constitution saving throw at the start of your turn, since you're within five feet of him. Hmm. And point of order, I'm assuming... uh, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming the thing i cast on her with the great diviner is out of time at this point yeah yeah it's gone yeah it's gone now i figured but yeah so your ac is back to normal now des 
Boo. Um, I tried. Constitution. <laughs> it, was, it was a good. It was, I liked hey. it. Narrative flavor wise, I liked it. I dug yeah. it. It was cool. Uh, 16. 16. You succeed. Hey. Good right. for you. Yeah. So, but what it is, is the stench coming off of this beast in front of you almost overwhelms your nostrils. It's so rank. It's just rotting flesh smells. Sorry, listeners, if, you have, if that upsets your stomach, but that's what they <laughs> smell like. Nothing like a good drink of whiskey will help you hide. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so Des, what are you going to do? Okay, I am going to use my breath weapon okay. as dragon fear. Okay, cool. Remind me what they has to do again. So each creature of my choice that can hear or see me, so all three. Is there a range? Oh, no, so they have to see or hear you. Okay, yeah, they see can. See or hear all. me within 30 feet. One of them can't. The the one back over okay. um, Kane's shoulder. Well, so originally. The, the one, one that was behind the, me. The, yeah, the one that is not engaged in melee with either of you. Okay. Um, Still two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah, but the other the other two you can get. So what do they do? What kind of saving throw is it? Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. Yeah. So this is for the one directly in front of you, Des. They don't strike. This is seven. Yay. And this is the one in front of Kane. Fail. One in front of Kane, 18. Pass. Okay. So the one right in front of me is frightened of me for one minute. Okay. And if it takes damage, it repeats the saving throw, and the fear ends on a success. It means that his attacks against you are a disadvantage. And Run he can't away. move away from you. Or closer to you. Run away. No, away. He can't move towards her. Can't yeah. move towards her, that's yeah. right. Okay. Well, he's already in melee, so. Yeah. All right. So and that's your action. I can use... Right, breath weapons and action, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. And then okay. I can use Kinsei Shot, because that's a bonus action, to make ranged attacks with a Kinsei weapon. Is that how that works out? Yeah, do you have a ranged Kinsei weapon that you have selected? No, my Kinsei weapon's my short sword. Okay, then you can't do it. Okay, okay. At higher levels, you can have multiple Kinsei weapons, but until then. Gotcha. Like, like at a higher level, you could have like your short sword and your dart. Mm-hmm. But right now you only have the one, I believe, is how it works. Uh, ah, everything's a action. Boo. Welcome to level four. <laughs> um, you also don't have to use a bonus action. I'm not going to use a bonus okay, action. That's your turn. No point. There's no point to using All a right. bonus action. All right. So it's a troglodyte's turn. The one right in front of Des is going to make a multi-attack. And so... Ooh, they got multi It has three time. attacks, all of them at disadvantage. So the first one is its bite. Uh, okay, that is the first one is a 14 to hit, which I think misses you, Des. Misses. Okay, then the first claw attack is a 22 to hit. That'll hit you, right? Yeah. And then the second one, it misses. Okay. So that is five slashing damage. God damn. She very hurt. Oh, after the explosion of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, after the explosion of stuff. I'm sorry. And I don't have any ice knives. Um, if only okay. I had my. Uh, the one in front of you is going to do the same thing. It's going to miss. It's going to. Natural 20 on the bite. I said miss, Brandon. Uh, that That's 15. And that's. 17. Two hit, yeah. Two hit, so. okay. So the, the bite is four piercing, reduced to two, because you're raging. 
Yep. And the slash is four reduced to two slashing. <laughs> and then the other troglodyte is going to sprint toward Kane because you hurt his friend real bad. Um, but it's going to have to dash to make it to you. So that's all it does. All right. Back to the top of the round. Kane, your turn. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take the attack of opportunity to run around the already hurt one to where I'm at his back and okay. the two of them are in a line. Okay. And I know he's going to take the one that just ran up is going to be able to take a swing at me. Yeah. Yeah. He'll take a, he'll take a, it'll be a claw attack. Bring it. Um, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, it hits. But I'm rolling really high on these. Yeah, rolls. you need to stop that. Uh, that's five slashing, so reduce to two. Wait, you because you round down. Yeah. Yeah. So reduce to two. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Yeah. And then yeah. breath weapon. Let's go. All right, and that, those are dex saves, right? Yep. Not the most amazing, but I mean, hey. Well, their dex isn't anything to. They both fail. With a with a four and a seven. Uh, that would be. Well, I just forgot math. Ten points of uh, lightning damage to both of them. Okay, so the one that you, uh, the one that you cut open, mm-hmm. the second that lightning hits him, you see he, he just it like it enters his wound, and you see him char from the inside out, and he collapses dead. The other one takes it full on as well, and you see like where you see like his skeleton outlined in his body, <laughs> and he just like he's there, and you almost see like the smoke billowing off him, and it's like, and it looks up at you, and you see, is it fear or anger in its eye? It's hard to tell. All right, Des, your turn. Okay, I am going to do a few things. Am I close enough? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, so it's taking a healing potion in action. Bonus action. Okay. That changes things. I mean, I guess if you want to burn an action to drink it, I won't stop you. (laughs) So, yes. Okay. I think. Hold okay. on. Huh? Sure. Burn your action. Well, because the other thing I want to do is a, it's only a bonus action. Is it a bonus action contingent on an action being taken? A certain action? I do not think so. No, it's step of the wind. Okay. So yeah. No. Okay. That's fair. Okay. That makes sense. That tracks, I guess. Because cause I am not... I am not a tank. I have I'm very squishy. Yeah, he's got disadvantage. It's fine. <laughs> I squish squish. What are you gonna do, Des? Uh, I'm gonna take the healing potion as an action and okay. step of the wind. Step of the wind to where? No, no, just healing action, and then is flurry of blows as if I take an attack action. You have to use your action to attack to use flurry of blows. Mm-hmm. But it counts as my bonus action, and then yes. I can't take the healing potion and then i'm fucked correct um or you can take an attack one attack and drink a potion as a bonus action yeah okay i'll do i'll do the attack okay with my short sword okay because that hurt okay roll the attack (laughs) Uh, everyone she just chucked the dice at me on accident (laughs) i just yeeted the dice i've been uh 17 to hit that definitely hits. Uh, four points of damage. Four points of damage? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of cut low across its thighs as you're ducking down and starting to drink your potion. Um, yeah, okay. Give me the potion. Oh, Des, I need you to make another constitution saving throw. 
16. Okay, you're plus fine. You're fine. Something. Ooh. Four points. How much? Four points. Okay, nice. Twelve, right? All the points. Cool. Okay, it is the troglodyte's turn. Eight, nine, ten. That is right in front of you, Des. And he is going to full-on multi-attack you. And it's at disadvantage because he's afraid of you because of your, your yell. That's a miss on the bite. Uh... uh 17 to hit with the first claw. Boo, yeah. And then miss on the second. So you take four slashing damage. So glad I drank that potion. It was going to be so bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, and I didn't make you make a saving throw. Oh, well, you make it on your next turn. The troglodyte in front of you is going to take, is going to run into you. And he's looking real bad. He has a little char marks on his body mm-hmm. um, from your lightning attack. And he's going to take a mul- all three multi-attacks against you. 14 to hit nope. on the bite. 14 again. Nope. Uh, 22 on the last claw slash. Barely. Shut up. <laughs> uh, that's five slashing points with the claw. Reduced to two. two. Yeah. yeah. And now it is back to Kane's turn. Kane, I forgot to do this last time. But I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, natural 20 for a 25. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> You're A-OK. And then uh, make this guy that's in front of me go away. Go away with a big old extract to the face. Okay, go for it. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. Definitely. Yeah. And just to be sure, I'm, I am throwing my divine tear <laughs> into this one because I want to make sure it's gone. All right. Uh, so that's a 6 plus 4, so 10 plus rage damage, 12 plus 1d6. Uh, another... So 14, and then I think I add plus one to that. That sounds right. It's been a while. Uh, been a while. Don't don't you start, boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, plus two. <clears throat> 16 points of damage. 16, nice. Um, yeah, you, you basically just cleave him in two, um, and he dies. Um, I will let you use the rest of your movement if you want to get in flanking with the remaining one with Des. That is the plan. Okay, you can do it. All right, so Des, it's your turn. On any attack you make against him, uh, you have a plus two to your attack roll while flanking. You know the house rule. And it's this troglodyte sees you run up, and you see it's like almost completely black eyes seem to like widen. And if it had white around its irises you would see them because it's like oh god there's another one (laughs) (laughs) and everybody else is dead all right Des, what are you doing all right we are going to do some smackdowns because now i don't feel as squishy Um, (laughs) i try to stop the dog's tail from hitting everything on the table okay so it goes with just a normal attack and then flurry of blows. Yeah, you can do that. You pay a key point. <laughs> Nine to hit. Misses. And then. So this is your first flurry of blow. First flurry of blows, eighteen plus five. That definitely hits. Natural Ooh. twenty on nice. the second. Nice. All right, so one. roll the damage on the first one. That's not doubled. Okay, that's a d4. Mm-hmm. Did you add two Cut to two. that first one? Because of the flanking? Yeah, did you? Uh, did I did you, not add two so to that I would have made one. it 11. That just hits. 
Okay. Okay. Good, Thank no, you, good, ben. good catch, Good Kanga. catch. Good okay. catch. Okay. If, you, if you had moved past your turn, I wouldn't let it retroactive, but okay. All so right. that does hit. So the 1d6 for the first one yep. is nine points of damage. Okay. Just tell me all the damage. Just the whole, I want to know oh, how much damage whole. Des is able to do in this turn. Nine damage from the short sword, then a fist and a foot, we'll say. Okay. Do some dope monk shit. <laughs> so we have nine, four, and then, and then another then another four so that's eight or that's hold on we did nine ten thirteen fifteen seventeen twenty points of damage what are you gonna oh adding to the last one okay yeah that will that will that will do it um Kane, you see, suddenly you see the prowess of this young dragonborn captain as she slashes across its throat. And in one solid movement, she goes down and supports herself on her one free hand and just kicks it, boom, boom, square in the chest with its feet. And you see the, you hear the crack of its ribs as it just crumbles to the ground, dead, doing dope monk shit. Oh, got got Lamard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will say that you guys feel that you could take now a long rest in this space. It does smell pretty bad, or a short rest, but you don't think that anything else will enter this area. Um, since this was kind of their lair, you think that they're the only ones that entered this space? If you want to take a short rest. Um, before we close out the episode, which we're about to do, go ahead and make me a survival check, both of, both of you. I'm like trash. 13. 13. Eight. Eight. Um, Eight. Sorry, into the mic. There we go. That's okay. Kane and Des, you've heard stories of this region throughout your upbringing in Optivus though neither of you ever set foot in it before you believe based on knowing these are troglodytes that you two have fallen into the underdark beneath the surface of the world of Eleron how you're gonna get out nobody knows and that's where we'll close this episode of cantrips and cocktails thanks for listening people if you enjoyed this episode which i hope you did um we're gearing toward our heroes potentially reuniting who knows Um, if you liked it please on um, itunes leave us a five-star review write us a review um it helps us be a little more discoverable help people find us um we have a lot of fun recording these but we kind of want to share with people um but you know for us, it's really just more about having some fun playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Cantrip Cocktail. And you can find almost all of our episodes, um, though they come up at a little delayed time, um, on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. And that account is just Cantrips and Cocktails, the ant being an ampersand. Um, until next time, though, have fun. May your dice rolls be plenty and use that breath weapon. Yeah. I had to say it because it's my two Dragonborn characters, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Cool deal. Woo. Bye.